Welcome back, Panther fans. My name is David Brown, uh, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. And Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. I'm cheating a we little bit We are lucky. I cheated a little bit here because uh, I, we started this thing on live on Facebook, and I forget to hit, forgot to record. I, I guess I guess I can download the Facebook video later on if I want the whole thing, but uh, we'd already gotten started. We'll pick up from when we left off. You can check out the YouTube feed or not, I got the YouTube, just the Facebook feed. You want the full talk about everything, but we were talking about Georgia State moved their opening game from uh, that Saturday of the opening week to Thursday. Uh, of course, using that Thursday night name again, which I don't think vote here approve of using Thursday night or not. Disapprove. I'm not for it, but if the kids like it, sure. Yeah, I'm like Thurs. Thurs doesn't say Panthers. Yeah, if they wanted to put like Pan Thursday night or something, I don't know. I like the attempt, but the execution is pretty bad. I remember the first time that it was being used, like that year that we had four Thursday night games, and they were making a big deal about it. And they, were, I think it was at the the signing, not signing. It was some event they had at Georgia State Stadium, and they made this big deal about a Thursday night. And there was an uh, it was an older gentleman gets up and says, "Yeah, but it's not spelled right." Like he did not get the reference whatsoever at all. It's not gettable. Maybe what you just said, part. Panthers Day, makes so much more sense. Yeah, and if, maybe if they put like a apostrophe or something there showing that it's an abbreviation, maybe it'd be better. But that's not what I really wanted to talk about. Uh, Tim, you like this move? You like uh, moving the game from that Saturday to to Thursday? Uh, well, I was saying earlier, I think we should just open away like we do with Tennessee. But if we don't want to do that, you know. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, Thursday night's good. Friday's probably good, too. Getting on TV is even better if we can manage that. It's a fantastic opinion, but it's not the question I asked. Uh, yes. <laughs> politician over here. Oh, Thursday? I already said no. No, I mean, I mean, I mean this specific game. Do you think that makes sense moving this specific uh, season, moving it from uh, Saturday to Thursday? I mean, sure. For any game, not just this one. Because you know why we did it, right? You son of a bitch. Are you about to say why we did it? Well, I mean, I, 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 there was news that came out the day before this ever was released, and that was the NFL canceled week one and week four of the preseason game. Uh, is it all and, about them? And that No, Thursday, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe that, that's true. That Thursday was uh, Falcons' uh, preseason game. And so I think we wanted it? But we, we've played on preseason games before. Like, we've, we've done that. So yeah, well, why would – Well, because – well – we have before, so we scheduled that way. But we used to get bumped by the Falcons from the Georgia Dome whenever we tried to schedule something, yeah, um, Friday or Thursday or something. But we've done it when they were like away on a <laughs> for for one, you know. I mean, I just I think it's very convenient that we did move it the day after the NFL announced that, and, and that kind of night got opened up. Now Clemson is playing at Georgia Tech, but I think has been said on Panther Talk that same night, that Thursday night, it has been said that no one cares to see Georgia Tech lose by twenty eight points at home. True. So, uh, maybe watch Georgia State instead. Uh, we were talking before I realized I messed everything up that this was possibly an attempt to get more on TV, but there's 15 other games happening on that Thursday as well. I really thought I read it somewhere that we had moved so that we could be on ESPN. Well, so. it was probably on message boards suggesting. No, no, no. It was an article. I have a Google alert that just is Georgia State football. And, and Other than the time, there's no, there's no uh, network listed the game at least last i checked so which is also I mean, interesting, also interesting because none of the other 15 games that i saw had a time listed either 
I mean, I, I, the assumption is you're playing on a Thursday, you're playing a night game. We didn't have a time set for Saturday, did we? I don't think so, right? No, we did not. We so it would have been like two or one or 12. Yeah, right? so at least now we get to uh, watch the game. This is all assuming we're all in the stadium watching the game together. We can watch the game when it's not as unbearably hot out as it is in September in Georgia. And the uh, more, ex- more news about that weekend is they canceled Dragon Con. So. They did, yeah. That's a, that's a good reason why I prefer that we open away, like Tim suggested, is I like to go to Dragon Con and – yeah, I'd rather not I'd miss a day of tailgating and everything for that. But but now it's canceled, so all those people, you know, supposedly have something else they could be doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I on, the, on the DL, <laughs> on the DL Dragon Con, maybe. I, I, I can't imagine that we lose a lot of our Georgia State attendance by people going to Dragon Con. <laughs> oh my God! I remember a few years ago, um, I went to the Georgia Boise State game in the in the Georgia Dome, and um, when I was when I was leaving, I walked. I, I like hoofed over to this uh, to the Dragon Con hotel so that I could uh, get on the train there, and it was a little further away, and plus I could go hang out at Dragon Con for half a minute. But I was in all my Georgia gear, and those people looked at me like I was just the enemy. And I'm like, guys, I'm I'm one of you. I'm going I'm going home to change so and come right back. <laughs> yeah, I thought you're some like infidel, like infiltrating their camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, the other good thing, uh, David, about this game that we have is yep. that it's a regional opponent less than six hours away, so there's no chance that it'll be canceled. <laughs> yeah. Or so I hear. Does, does I that mean there's no chance? I don't know. There's, there's a very likely chance that we see a lot of games getting canceled. I don't know about for us, at least, but uh, in general, um, uh, yeah. We should we should have our intern check out the Murray State uh, message boards to see what they're saying about this game. Yeah, I'm thinking that our stream isn't actually working right now on Facebook. So it's what it's looking like to me. Uh, where is Murray State? Is it in Kentucky? Yes, somewhere in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. They're the racers, and they're the, they're the horse racers, so I would imagine Kentucky. Somewhere in Kentucky, close to nothing I know. That's fine, yeah. That's what I thought. It's Kentucky, though. Five and a half hours away, perfect regional opponent. Game's yeah. going to happen. They're excited. We're excited. It's going to happen. Would you, would you so. prefer that we play the game on Friday instead of Thursday? Um, if it gets us on TV, sure. There's only one other game. I'm um, oh, sorry. There's one other game on Wednesday. I don't know. There's seven games on Friday, but there's one game on Wednesday. I don't even know if Wednesday's a possibility. I think that's a waiver thing. You get a Wednesday game. And Let's do it Wednesday. I mean, I guess moving to Thursday, you know, the people that are going out of town for a Labor Day weekend – the people that don't leave on Thursday, you catch them and they can go to the game, maybe, obviously. Well, I mean, one of the reasons why I like moving it up, and specifically this season, is look who our week two opponent is. We head over to Bama. A cupcake. <laughs> but a couple extra <laughs> days. I mean, I know, granted, uh, an FCS team should be a rollover win in the week one, should be. We're Georgia State. We, we know that's not always the case. But even then, just a couple extra days to rest up and prepare for a powerhouse like Bama, that'd be, that'd be nice, right? Gives us a couple extra days. That's true. You can be ready for Bama. I did find one one dude on uh, Twitter because that's where the most uh, enlightening conversation comes from. Is mm-hmm. like, his one response was, "It should have been Kennesaw State, but oh well." Like, wait, well, we're not just going to reschedule. We're going to get rid of a team and bring in Kennesaw State instead of moving a day. Like may, maybe if Murray State decides to not play this season, Kennesaw becomes a team that we could play because of how close it is. 
everybody could drive themselves to the stadium. But like, what a stupid comment. Just yeah, people don't get people don't like think before they speak, especially on Twitter. They probably think we're in the same conference, whoever that is. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, so assuming that we uh, that fans are allowed, do you think that having this game on that uh, Thursday gives us a better chance of attendance? I think um, opening game, yeah, opening game, you're always going to have better attendance. I don't think it matters much whether it's on a Thursday or a Saturday. We're going to have good attendance. uh, It's going to be well attended regardless, especially if they are like, um, if if they are limiting attendance, we'll we'll be able to announce like a nice percentage (laughs) full, I would imagine. Yeah. You you agree, Tim, or what do you think? Give your own opinion. Um, I think for this weekend, you'll probably pick up a few more fans that you know couldn't go if they were going away out of town for the weekend. They might come Thursday night that obviously couldn't come on a Saturday because they're traveling. Um, but I think it's minimal, you know, minimal bump. Well, I will say there's one thing that I uh, I forgot to mention about the Falcons thing. The reason why I believe the Falcons, the NFL thing, is the reason why they ended up. Uh, change the game is, you know, there's on that Thursday is that, that Panthers three or the third, sorry, it's actually, it's called the Thursday three email that has like three little nuggets information and then, then a podcast. So it's not really three things. It's actually four because counting's hard. Um, but that didn't come, that normally comes out relatively early in the day and did not come out until, um, uh, much later in that afternoon. So I'm thinking they were working on that moving at the time. And like, all right, delay the email because this is going to be one of our three things. We things, want to yeah. So um, I feel bad for whatever little nugget of information got lost in the uh, in the news cycle by changing it up and adding the uh, the game change. <laughs> oh, because there's all the news. There's so much news going on right now, right? I mean, it could it could have been an article about the uh, monthly AD letter that goes out. Maybe. Oh, did you guys read it? No. Did we get one? I don't think he, he's not released one. No, no this not so. went since last time. I read it. I read the whole thing. <laughs> you removed. <laughs> I read 100% of it this week. All right. Sorry. Uh, talk about yourself. I'm actually getting us, trying to get us back onto Facebook Live again. So. Oh, right on. So oh, I, do, I, do, I do have that Georgia State, um, that Google alert, and uh, we did have a, a player enter the transfer portal who is like our highest ranked uh, player from two years ago. Is an offensive lineman, I think. You know, the, the Connor. Connor uh, something or another, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. because it got picked up by like MSN, MSN Sports or something, which I was like, Why, how is this? How well, is this news? If you don't know, we're not going to discuss it here. <laughs> Let's not discuss it. <laughs> no, I thought it was interesting that we got picked up by a national network uh, sports news. Like, it wasn't like yeah, it's, us. It's easy you to get know? picked up by uh, for, for bad news. So, uh, yeah, and it was uh, young kids making yeah. bad, de- bad decisions. Are you guys actually? Yeah. All right, yeah. So every you guys you froze for me a little bit there. No, it was uh, young kids making bad a young kid making bad decisions, um, and that's that's putting it lightly, I guess, is a way to phrase it. Is that is he the guy? Is he the the guy who? Um, he's the guy. Rampaged. Rampaged. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's the guy. Rampage. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. I thought so. I googled his name and it didn't come up. <laughs> huh. well, Internet fails. Ryan, Ryan, I want to applaud you for bringing something to the table, but it was something that I definitely didn't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you 
told you told us to talk amongst ourselves. All right, you put the ball in my court. That's true. I, I, I guess I didn't want to talk about it. I got I gave you guys free reign to talk about whatever else. So I should have just shut up and let you guys uh, dig us a hole. I knew enough. I knew enough to actually Google his name, and I looked for news articles. I I looked back like a month and didn't find anything. So That's I was good. Like, okay. Yeah. So you know, I, I figured it wasn't the right guy. As we lose one guy, we picked up a new commit, and I'm not really big about uh, uh, recruiting and all that kind of stuff, as I've said time and time again. But, Tim, before we went uh, on this thing, Tim and I were kind of just talking about it, and we actually had a decent little conversation, so I figured might as well rehash that here. Uh, There was a a tease on Panther Talk about some big news over the weekend, and it turns out it was another recruit from Florida for the Class of 21 cycle, Marquez Bargman. Bargman? I, I really learn, I need to learn how to spell names or pronounce names. Uh, but we didn't think, because we were talking about, we were chatting about it between the three of us, and we didn't think that he was going to commit to us because he, Tim, you noticed he put some uh, black and yellow stars on his little tweet and announcing his thing. Yeah. I didn't even look it up. Maybe that's his high school colors. He's an anarchist. Maybe so. He's an anarchist. I also thought it could be Kennesaw State. That wouldn't make any sense, but well, yeah. Actually, after looking at it later on, his offers were Army, which is may- maybe, maybe black and gold, yeah, uh, and then uh, a bunch of FCS schools. But so not a days to think for sure. Uh, so yeah, but whole. I just really can't get into those kind of recruits. There's another Florida recruit, but that was the thing. He's from the same hometown as Albert Wilson, and, and has mel- met Albert Wilson at least once before. What? Oh, well, this is huge news. He's done. Yeah. It's awesome. So, but I guess the question I was posting to Tim, and I'll ask you now, Ryan, since you were on earlier, was, um, you know, so this is the class of 21 cycle. So assuming that high schools happen and kids are in classes together and everything. So all year long, his teammates and his friends and everybody's like, all right, well, you know, are you going to go to college and play football? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, all right, where are you going? They're like, Georgia State. How many people even in Florida have really heard of Georgia State? And how much weight does that carry versus like, hearing about a, even a, a Vanderbilt or a, you know, UNC probably carries a lot more weight, but they're walk, watching a kid walk around with his Georgia state shirt on, have no clue who, where he's going or what's going on. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I have heard from the recruiting coaches that it's easier to get guys from um, out of town, from out of state because they want to travel into Atlanta. So like, you know, who knows how they represent it. If they're like, Oh, I'm going to school in Atlanta. I'm going to Georgia state in Atlanta or whatever. Like, um, People are more excited to come here that aren't from here. Yeah, and I, I don't want to be. I'm not, I don't want to talk down about it, which I guess that sounded like I was talking down. I, I think it's great. Anytime we can get that Georgia State logo out into different areas out, outside of the Atlanta area and outside of Georgia, that's awesome. But uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, why do you hate Georgia State so much, dude? What the hell? I hate, I hate <laughs> them so much. I decided to talk every week about them. <laughs> yeah, I decided to get drunk every week just to talk about Georgia State. I, you know, if you uh, could find an excuse to get drunk, I think you'd take it. Yeah, it's one of those I'll be things. honest. I'm from Florida. I didn't know Georgia State existed. Uh, I'll be but, honest. I'm from Georgia. I didn't know what Georgia State was until I was looking for a college to go to. I tell you what. Yeah. I bet there's one state that knows a lot about Georgia State, and that's uh, the state of Tennessee. Ah, they know where we are. But a bunch. Good one. I bet you they're. I bet you they're having flashbacks right now as we approach mid-July. Well, I wonder if it's one of those things now, because there's, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but a lot of schools talking about revamping their schedule to do more regional things. And 
they're like, all right, well, Tennessee, here's some games you can play. There's a team in Atlanta called Georgia State. You want to play them? Oh. <laughs> Is that quarterback still there? No. Oh, yeah, we'll give him a shot. So I thought I saw Dan Ellington also um, tweet out something about, like, getting a gunslinger or something. To, I mean, but I didn't see anything about a QB commit. Yeah, I don't think anything's been announced about that. Um, at least not that I've seen it at all. Okay. But they did. he did say something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, he posted some animated GIF with the gunslinger thing and whatever. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and he would he would know what a quality quarterback looks like. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> looks at one in the mirror every single day. Uh, there was a, <laughs> another cool thing on Twitter that uh, started last week. We talked about it. I think we talked about the first round of Georgia State's best plays football plays tournament they're doing on Twitter. It was um, Dan and the Tennessee game versus I don't even remember because there's no way that guy was winning uh, this game. So, but, uh, and Dan won that one if it wasn't already known, but, um, so we've had two come out since then. Did you guys vote in these two polls from the past week? I did one, but I, you're going to have to say what it was again for me to okay. remember what I did. The, fir- the first one came out on or the most recent one. I'm recent, whatever. Uh, yeah. Drinking. Great. Uh, Nick Arbuckle versus Texas state in 2015. And then, which I think that was the, the start of this of the four wins in a row to or whatever how many wins in a row it was to take us uh, eligible eligibility yeah. for Chase Middleton uh, versus Western Kentucky in the Cure Bowl win, uh, and of course my initial reaction was I'm if there's anything that's got Nick Arbuckle in there I'm voting for Nick because I think he's just he's a legend for Georgia State football. Uh, what did you guys think? I, I did chase Middleton because there was multiple turnovers in that game. And there's like nothing in my mind that's more exciting in a game of football than a defensive, like a turnover, right? Like an interception, a fumble recovery, something like that. And then uh, the fact that it was Western Kentucky uh, and it was the bowl game. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tim? What do you think? I went the same direction. I would, the bowl game is kind of a bigger overall moment. And, you know, the turnovers were timely and like huge for the team. So yeah, I, I it was I, hard though. I wanted to vote for your little, but couldn't do it. Yeah. I agree with you guys. I voted for chase as well. And we weren't alone. He won by 73%. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Looking, I mean, looking, watching the highlight videos they put together for each of them, Nick looked like, you know, Nick in his prime. It was awesome. It was fantastic. Four touchdowns uh, in the game, uh, which I don't want to get into uh, stats and all that's as far as it goes. But yeah, when you, when they look at Chase's uh, highlight from that game, yeah, two turnovers, I think we had a couple of sacks or something. He, like, he was doing fantastic. And I, I tweeted out uh, that this was a tough one because Nick is the man. However, you know, one good play in of offense is like two or three good plays in defense. Like, you know, it's, yeah. So I, I, I went with Chase. I thought it was great. I, and, and I think the second most exciting play is a sack. So, like, yeah. that's what gets me hyped up, like, to watch, like, our, one of our defensive players just go, like, clobber a quarterback behind the line is awesome. Oh, Nothing's better than a blindside sack, too. They don't even know it's coming. Man. Oh, yeah. Just get them good. Yeah. yeah. A, a turnover or a loss of yards. Those, those, are, those are the best plays you can have on the defense. <laughs> blindside sack with a fumble and recovery. I mean, in the game, like, I'd rather watch that than somebody, like, air it out to Julio Jones and, and have him, you know, cakewalk it into the, the end zone. I'd rather see, like, a sack on defense. A oh. sack a sack that causes a turnover, oh, my God. This is – Yeah. 
I love it when you have the good defensive players that, I mean, they, they get their sacks and they, they get their turnovers or whatever, but I like it when you have like that, that defensive lineman that kind of just like ends up being there when the ball pops out from a sacked quarterback and just picks <laughs> it up and he's running with all his yeah. mind, like 60 yeah. yards downfield and he's winded 20 yards in. It's, it's like slow motion. And he's so happy. He's so happy. He's always so happy. Like he's the happiest guy you've ever seen. It's like Billy Bob from Varsity Blues when he runs in for his touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that which was actually offense. But anyhow, uh, so that was, yeah, I think we're on a, well, obviously we're all in agreement there. And so is the Twitter, Twitter verse with us as well. The other one came out yesterday. Is it yesterday? Is that the six? Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, the six. And this was uh, uh, Trey Barnett versus Troy uh, against Terrace Batiste versus Georgia Southern in that 34-7 win, that first win against Southern down in Statesboro. And I didn't have to look at a highlight reel on this one. <laughs> that first the, Southern win was the first one? Uh, Trey Barnett versus Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He got a, I, I copied down what they said on the Twitter thing. 242 yards, two touchdowns, broke GSU records. That's uh, a lot of yards. He probably broke a lot of other schools' records, too. That's yeah. an insane yeah. amount of yards. Right. And, was, and we talk about how Troy has our number, at least in basketball, but that was a 52-33 win. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. dominant. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and again, the Twitterverse agrees. Uh, Terrence Batiste against Georgia Southern got, a set, got 67%. He did two interceptions, two tackles for a loss, a forced fumble. Yeah. Yeah. That's going like to uh, that's gonna set up an interesting battle between Dan and uh, Batiste, like, Okay. Are they gonna? Are they gonna? Is it the same plays, or are they gonna pick a different set for the? I would assume it's the same play. Uh, is it? Right. I would assume so. We don't really know. There's no rules to this top performers. We don't even know who the, what the fourth matchup is. It doesn't. It comes out tomorrow, I think. Uh, but I have a bet. I, I will put uh, dollars to donuts right now that uh, one of the people competing in tomorrow's announcement will be Will Lutz. Will Lutz will be in there somehow. They they drag that NFL Pro Bowler's name into anything they possibly can. So there's Hell no yeah. way, no way Will Lutz is not part of that. I, I don't know what play it's going to be, or if it's going to be just um, his career as a kicker or something. But I guarantee because he, he wasn't like automatic here. Like he was never like super impressive right. here. No, he wasn't. I mean, I remember when he got he got picked up by was it Baltimore at first. Yeah, and like I was like, oh, good for Will, but I remember missing some chip shots. I feel yeah. some points after, and so I don't know if we'll find some. They'll they'll find something. I think Will lasts versus into, Will lasts. Kickers <laughs> get into ruts, man. They get into like these weird things, and like good coaches can bring them out of it. Well, if yeah, I think it was in that Georgia State documentary they put out. Uh, his big advance forward was actually when he was at Baltimore, where he sat behind. Uh, the kicker there to it's learn. What's his face, right? Uh, no, it's not. That's. I'm sorry. Forget yeah, me. I thought it was a Georgia guy. Spiking. So. And I think he he chose to. I'm talking out of my ass right now, but I think he chose to stay with Baltimore's practice squad to to learn from the kicker at Baltimore versus going to another team until the Saints decided to pick him up. So. Yeah. So Good for the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, that's all I got for Georgia State news for this week. But I did have uh, a few other things we can talk about uh, about this 
I, I keep on saying, assuming we're playing games this fall and assuming that fans are going to be there. I feel like it's not negative, David. Well, if you, I feel like if you've been following along with anything this week, it's been a lot of pessimism, a whole lot of pessimism about college football specifically playing or playing on time or you know, playing a full schedule or as one person put it playing anything that looks like what we're used to with college football so i don't know what that means I don't, i'm not sure what that means <laughs> there's been more talk of the season moving to spring or some teams or leagues or conferences moving to spring and not playing a fall schedule at all which doesn't matter what it's going to look like football well, yeah. So we're actually we're it was this. There was an article from somebody that at Michigan that covers Michigan, and uh, he actually had a lot of. I guess it was a Sports Illustrated article actually, but he had a lot of interesting little notes about it. Uh, he said, you know, before he kind of assumed everything was going to happen. Now he's seriously questioning. This is what it was, or at least anywhere close to we've come to know football to be. Like, all right. So was he talking about like fans and stands, or like you know? players not able to like huddle up or group up on the sideline or something, or is he like touchdowns are now 12 points? Like, what do you mean by football not being what we've come to know it to be? Seven on yeah. seven. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it sounds dramatic. Uh, very dramatic. Um, but uh, so some of the, the tidbits he got into there is that no one wants to travel or get on a plane or stay in a hotel. Uh, it's a one big 10 school in the West division supposedly already has a tentative regional schedule in place that includes multiple FCS teams. So that F- multiple FCS teams is interesting. I mean, but I haven't heard of anyone canceling or anything, right? So how do, how are people getting out of their contracts to, to, to do things like that? There's a lot of ways to do it with, um, <clears throat> uh, well, I mean like Michigan, I, he, he goes on to think that he thinks Michigan's going to play, but Michigan's got more money than God. If they want to buy out a contract, they buy out a contract and then, you know, wipe their butt with the paper afterward. Just no big deal for, for Michigan. But I think some of the other schools will like use a, that fancy French word, force majeure or whatever, to say that it's uh, circumstances beyond control. A big question is, because Michigan's actually talking about, or it's rumored, this, well, this guy says it's happening. This guy says that Michigan's not playing their game against uh, conference rival Arkansas State. And so following the message boards a little bit, Arkansas State guys are like, all right, well, if they claim this little force majeure thing, that's fine. But if they play somebody else, then we can we can say no. We want our one point eight million dollars because if you can play them, you can play us. They'd have probably pretty good standing to say something like that. The only reason I've seen we I've gone through this a little bit. We we've been trying to plan a convention in various states, and I apologize for the background noise. Um, <laughs> force majeure is like is like the government literally says you cannot have your event anymore, and then you know you can't. So yeah. And that's that was a big thing with DragonCon as well. Is people were asked, wondering why they were taking so long to delay canceling, and like, well, if the city and the state comes in and says you cannot have this, then DragonCon can walk away and be like, sorry guys, we're not obligated to give you refunds or rollovers or anything, right? Uh, uh, because it's beyond our control. We still have our obligations. It's beyond our control. Whereas um, uh, otherwise. They can. I don't. Know, I think I just said both sides. They're not. There aren't that many hotels really open in Atlanta right now. Like when we go on walks and stuff like that, we'll walk by all these hotels. They're all closed. Um, major know. hotels. Oh yeah. Like Renaissance uh, Midtown closed. Uh, I was gonna stay there this weekend. Yeah. 
that was um that was one of the things is like so we were supposed to have it our convention that i'm going to tomorrow in austin um a few months ago like a month and a half ago but austin was totally shut down and then we moved it to florida um while they were reopening uh during all that reopening stuff and the hotel we were going to um was like yeah yeah you'll be like the first group of people in we're gonna reopen everything's gonna be cleaned out and all this other stuff and then um they like literally a week ago were like oh yeah by the way we're not actually going to be open and so you can have it at this other hotel in in orlando not the the original hotel that's been open the whole time and and we're like "Mm, but is that okay i don't know guys yeah yeah, that, well, that, that goes to this point that another thing that guy made in the Sports Illustrated article is like he's expecting us to enter into a wild, wild west situation here soon. This guy. With, with, yeah, it's actually a pretty interesting article. Uh, if I remember. the same guy that talked about the realignment. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Is this uh, the same guy on Twitter that only has 10 followers? <laughs> that guy, that Definitely guy, no. That guy does not work for Sports Illustrated. By the way, update he has 10 followers. 10 followers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scott Swaber, give him a, give him a follow. We don't. Nope. Uh, but no, he says a while was soon where we're, school starts scrambling to cancel games and re- replace to get more regional. He said a lot of the Big Ten teams are are, are talking to, to Mac and Conference USA about filling them. Talk about even doing uh, home and homes with conference mates, so Michigan could play two games against Ohio State or Michigan State. Uh, so it. If this guy has a clue what he's talking about and he claims that he does, because why wouldn't he? It really could be an interesting few weeks leading up to the start of football. But he he says that he thinks that there will be some teams, some conferences that definitely dip out and wait till spring. Or he even says that up to four or five Big Ten teams not playing their seasons, period. I mean, it just takes a couple teams to obviously suspend their season. Then all of a sudden, people have to fill games, and like it's just a domino effect, right? You have a couple teams that just cancel, and then all of a sudden, everyone's trying to schedule everyone because they need to make up their games. So I could I could get it what he's talking about. Honestly. And we've seen that already. There's already been some uh, uh, leagues and conferences, like the, the Patriot Conference and FCS, has already said they're not playing any out of conference games, which has led to some FBS schools having to change that. Uh, there was a Division Two school that's not playing, so Army, who is playing them, has to find a new. Uh, team, uh, team to play or not play that game at all. Uh, this guy even suggests that there's not going to be the same number of games played between all teams. That some teams will play eight games, some teams will play eleven. Uh, one thing interesting you said was he sees that on this short, smaller Big Ten uh, uh, list of teams that are playing is a four-team playoff for the Big Ten championship that would be played in one location. All four teams, the same thing that soccer and basketball is doing right now. They would basically quarantine the players for two weeks in the same hotel, same everything, as they play the two games, I guess the three games, to get their Big Ten championship. So as much as I want things to play as normal, if you get all this mixed match, if stuff going on crazy and it's, it's different every week, it's going to be a very, very fun football season. It'll be a disappointing football season in the end when everything's said and done and whatever happens. But this could be a lot of fun to watch. It could be. I mean, I wonder what the Sun Belt would do. You know, now you'd be vying for what the top two in the East. Maybe two in the East and two in the West, or it'd be the top four teams. Period. I, I, I cannot imagine Sun Belt doing a four-team playoff. I think Sun Belt. Well, for the Sun Belt, it's gonna be the full slate of teams. Everyone's in. 
Yeah, well, no, they wouldn't. They're not going to do a playoff with football at all. Or I guess you could, maybe to an extent. But uh, I think it'd be more about uh, try to get teams to play as many games as possible. And if that includes playing some home and homes, if we play Southern here and Southern there, I could see something like that happening, which would suck. But uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if you'd see a Sun Belt Championship game. They may just like crown somebody and be done with it. We're crowned no one. Just call it an asterisk season. That's it. Be done with it. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we may see no bowl games this year or very, very limited. Like we're not going to see the whole slew of bowl games, like the 40 or 50 of them they have. You'll get your playoff games and your maybe playoff games. I don't know. It's going to be weird. What if, what if all the experts are wrong? There's no second wave. We can have bowl games. Are we having a second wave right now? <laughs> we're still in the first one, right? I don't know. God, I, I don't know. I don't know how science works. That's science. Whatever. I think we're just cresting on the first wave, and then we're just going to go back up again the yeah. second wave that's, that's, that's coming. That's a theory. That's one yeah, he, says, he says there's a bunch of schools ready to like call off the season or, or do dramatic changes, but none of them wants to be the first school to do it. They don't want to be the domino, the first domino? Yeah, well, they're afraid because none of the recruits have signed yet. No, no committed signing mm-hmm. yet. So if they if they're the first school to announce, and they and the other schools wait a week or so to announce, then may, may get a lot of kids. You could have like nobody in your twenty one class. Period. So that that could have a, a long term effect on your on your team if all these recruits just bail because they're not they. I don't know. So let's see. He had his expectations. His expectations. Michigan will play football this fall. So he's saying not spring. Uh, That's good. Will, they will play fewer than 12 games that, that are currently on its schedule. Uh, and that includes Washington, Archie State being canceled altogether and replaced by MAC teams, uh, if, if not canceled altogether. Uh, play at least one home-and-home home with other uh, Big Ten teams. There's at least one Big Ten program to not play at all, and as many as four or five. Uh, the, the Big Ten Championship with four teams. Uh, the other sports will play on all regional schedule. And then he says no fans at any sport non-football or not football. So I guess he's saying that he does expect fans to be at the football games. So that's, that's positive. I'll take one positive out of the article. Wow. So that was, that was his thing, uh, which was, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of insight in there. I think I, did we say this last week or is this something I learned this week? Ivy league's already announced they're playing in the spring. Yeah. We yeah. talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another article that Jack, I don't have any details on, so I won't bore you with it. The Pac-12 is considering a conference-only spring schedule. Uh, South Carolina uh, governor has said there's no football. The surge um, continues, the second surge or whatever we're going through. So, I don't know. Well, he, well he's they're a downer. I mean, You know what I think what needs to happen is if we get to our Wild West days of – you know, news changing every week. We should take the, the podcast to daily, like every single night. Let's get on and talk about that day's news, what's changed, how it impacts Georgia State, and everything. You just find a, a reason to drink. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's exactly what I'm doing. I think all of our partners would uh, totally be on board with us spending a couple of hours <laughs> every yeah, night right. drinking and talking to each other. <laughs> this do, is important. Do you not realize um, I keep muting my microphone because my kid is just screaming. On the other side of the door. I mean, is she, is she screaming about the U.S. blowing up stuff? No, no, I don't know what she's screaming about. <laughs> screaming about bedtime? Not why? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's way past. That's why. 
It is. And you guys have an early morning tomorrow, right? I uh, just me. Okay. So, no, you're, you're fine. Yeah. You're good. You're good. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say we can call that quits uh, for, for this week. And we'll, I do have a few more things, uh, non-Jordan State, to talk about uh, on Last Call. Which I think Last nice. Call is going to be just y'all. I need to wrap some things up and go to bed. That is fine. All That's right. Fine. Uh, if anybody right, watching on um, Facebook wants to join uh, Last Call, we can. Uh, I can send you a link if you uh, put some message in Facebook chat. I'm not sure if... Uh, Anyway, so out there, since we had our technical difficulties earlier on. Anyhow, um, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Tim, for being here. Absolutely. We'll talk, we'll talk to all you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Go Panthers. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.